This is Vic from your friendly neighborhood show. Chew on this, a Nerd United podcast. If you like what you've been hearing, please follow us and like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. On Facebook, it's at Chew on this podcast. And on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Chew on this pod. We're active on all three social media sites. And it's not just podcast episode announcements, but it's also memes, nerd news, and any special events the show might be at. Now light some candles, pour a glass of wine, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. All right, well, welcome to Chew on This, episode 333, and here's our second crack at an intro because we fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, we screwed up. So our original plan was to do two parts. We were going to do the the review for like 30, 40 minutes, and then we were going to do a, a second half of like Easter eggs and shit for 30, 40 minutes so we could have two different parts and both of our podcasts could get even amounts of shit. But what ends up happening, like on our show all the fucking time, that plan got thrown out the window, and we went two hours, almost two hours, just talking about shit that had nothing to do really with Black Widow at all. And Black Widow. And Black Widow. And Black Widow. But like for like a 30-minute stretch, it was no Black Widow. Just nerd rants. Yeah. So disregard the things we say in there or the things that both of us say in there about stick tuned for, stay tuned for like the next part of a different thing because there is no different thing. You're just going to get this two-hour episode split into two because I don't think anybody wants to listen to us for more than an hour and 20 maybe, and we're already pushing two hours. Yeah. Right? So I think just ignore all that shit because we nerded out too much, which we probably should have saw happening. <laughs> but it was a good conversation. It, yeah, was. it was. good. It was. And I, I look forward to BJ going on more vacations so that we could do this again. Hell yeah. Actually, we could probably bring him in over like phone or something. Like maybe we can get all three to you guys at my place because I'm already set up for the phone. I think we'd have to do that. Oh, we, or we could do it here. And uh, we'll get BJ on here. And then it'll be like a six-hour episode. Hell yeah. Or we all go to Hawaii <laughs> and do it there. Yeah, our Patreon doesn't pay enough for that. We'll get you there. We'll do no, it. We'll, we'll find a way. We'll, we'll, James has the private jet. He'll, I'm, uh, I'm he'll, just he'll happy, fly you there. I'm just happy every month that I don't have to pay for movies. There you or go. I get to see basically free movies because of Patreon. Yeah, but, shout out to uh, Chew on this Patreon. There you go. Oh, I wasn't even doing that to do that. I was just saying that's enough for me. <laughs> but, it, I mean, if you want to keep donating, that's great, too. Yeah. Because I would also like to be able to pay for more than just that. Like all the equipment I've spent, money, right? all the all this shit. I mean, you guys got a whole bunch of shit, too. I have, a like, a $2,000 iMac specifically bought just to do this. Nice. Right? And Torrance, but we don't talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, here's a long introduction. So this probably puts us over two hours. Yeah. So ignore everything about a part two. All you're going to do is get this episode split into two parts and spoilers. And if you haven't figured out already, there's a lot of cursing to all the distance learning fans. Our show's different. So they were nice. I think they wanted to curse, in my opinion. Absolutely. I think they're so tired of holding (laughs) shit back. They're like, fuck, 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 fuck. Right. Exactly. Right. I would love to see the count of curses that I did alone. And then have you count how many you've had in the amount of episodes that you've already done. I probably said cursing. I probably cursed more on this episode than you guys have done. In our in, entire run of our yeah. show? Yeah. yeah. I think it's possible. Yeah. 
Hundred percent, right now, hundred percent. Except for Appendix A, because there was a lot of cussing on that yeah. episode, right? But it wasn't us; it was Curtis. Because right. Curtis can't. Yeah. So enjoy our long-winded Black Widow review and a whole bunch of comic book stuff. So I'm here with the guys from Distance Nerding. Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Well, he, him over there, he's Young Phil. And he's John Mez 5000. And we're here yeah, to nerd, nerd together. We'll chew on this. We're That's here, what we're going to do. We're here to nerd united. Exactly. There we go. That is a great way to put down on your resume like I did group porn. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's a definite um, podcasting name. We are not going to discuss my prior indiscretions here. Yeah, I'm going to leave before that, though. I'm not <laughs> hey, stoned enough for that. The equipment has to get here somehow, so... All right, so if you've been following us on Facebook, um, I've shouted these guys out a long time ago when they first started it. Um, so, But if you didn't see the posts, I want you guys to tell me how you guys met and how you guys started the show. You want to take that? Take yeah, that, so we uh, we were previously producers on another podcast. Uh, and, uh, we, for, for different reasons, we left that show and we just kind of decided, Hey, well, why don't we do our own thing? Uh, so I actually met James through, uh, the previous show that we worked on, uh, Hardly Heroes. Yep. Okay. I remember mm-hmm. that show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was cool. Uh, a lot of it was like us working in the background, you know, barely on mic. Uh, and then we left and we felt that itch. Like we got to keep talking nerd news and movies and share our opinions and all that so yeah oh hey we got microphones you got a computer let's do it did you guys know each other before producing those shows no no we met producing that show that's funny met via podcasting nice nice uh i met bj so this is for all the distance nerding fans who don't know i met bj at a celebration in indianapolis oh nice oh no oh that's like number two number celebration Three. Three, okay. Right before Revenge of the Sith. Got and it. at that point, I lived in New Jersey, and he lived in California still, or still is. But um, So anyway, the, the the thing is, is like their registers broke down uh, right like 30 minutes into purchasing toys. No. And that exclusive was that Darth Vader. Do you remember that one? Did you guys remember that? It, they specifically made this like Celebration 3 Darth Vader figure that they got James Earl Jones to record lines just for the oh, toy. Oh, wow. I, I don't remember that, but that's fucking awesome. Though. It is. It was fucking awesome. But yeah. I'll tell that story. So anyway, so <laughs> so we, we're we stuck on these lines for fucking four hours. I heard those celebration lines were horrible. Back They're even the worse day. when the registers break down. Yeah. So four hours, we're in this fucking maze. And we're, we, do, we don't have any chairs or anything. We don't because we were just going to go get the toys drop them off at the hotel and then right. go back out. Right. 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 So we're there for four hours and the way it works was like these two lines would just maze up to the front. And then from there you would go into the registers. Right. So right. that's where me and BJ ended up being for two fucking hours. We met at the very part of the line where they were all 
uh, we're, it was the last step in going to the registers. So we stood there. We stood there so long that we were <laughs> like, this is my first time here, you know, getting tips like, oh, it's really good if you like pair off, meaning like you sit on this line, we'll go look around, then we'll come back, sit in that spot, and then you guys go look around. I was oh, like, yeah, yeah, that's a great yeah. idea. We ended up seeing, being able to see a lot of stuff. So that's how we met. And then that's we cool. talked all the way up till, you know, Revenge of the Sith. And then like I came out here to visit. So like our entire friendship from Revenge of the Sith is based on Celebration 3. Wow. By chance meeting. By chance meeting. That's so awesome. Way better meet cute than ours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, we stayed in touch. And it's funny because he lived so far away from me. Right. When I was in New Jersey and he's in California that we basically had been podcasting already before we podcast because like our conversations because he didn't live you know five minutes down the road our conversations would be like an hour yeah just like hey did you see this thing did you see that and we would just nerd on fucking all of that for an hour so we were podcasting before podcasting ever was podcasting because the same shit we it took us like it took us like 80 episodes to get to our telephone conversations where we knew like the style that we wanted to have. Right. Ah, so we like, fucked it up for like 90 chances, you know, like <laughs> our first 90 episodes are, are shit. So, um, yeah, we, so we were just like, why don't we just record our conversations? And that's why the first episode sound like, you know, cell phone conversations laying in beds. Cause they were right. Oh, that's what I was going to ask. I'm like, were they just phone calls? Yeah, they were in the beginning. I didn't realize that you guys, we're so far apart in the beginning. Yeah. 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 That's like I said, that's, that's our, crazy. We, we would just podcast. That's awesome though. Like without recording us, but so in a like, weird way, yeah. they're probably like help get kind of get your podcasting chops, like how to talk back and forth. No, Cause it still took us a long time <laughs> yeah. okay. because like talking on a mic is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause the beginning was just conversations, right? You guys were just having just yeah. nerd conversations and decided yeah. this is good shit. Why don't we record this? Right. And yeah. then we couldn't fake it. Right. Like there's no riffs, which is what we do for the first like 30 or 40 episodes. You might find one. And now it's, it just naturally happens yeah. mm-hmm. with it because we're, cause that's what we used to do on the phone. So like now that phone mm. call is now being recorded and that's how we talk other than like, you know, once in a while talking to the audience, but we talk to them like they're sitting in the room. Right. So that's how like, you know, and you'll tell like, you know, when you start getting comfortable, like when you don't even notice the microphone. Right? Yeah. Right, right, exactly. right. Yeah. So anyway, that's our story. So why isn't he recording from Hawaii? <sighs> we could do this from Hawaii. How about we go to Hawaii next time? And then he, he just stays here. Exactly. In a hundred and eleven degree heat. Yeah. yeah. You know, we could, hope, be, we could be sitting on a beach having halo halo right now. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like let's let's purposely break your air conditioner however many years from now. <laughs> it's Yeah. And then have him just sit in this fucking room. There we go. And use all your shit. Or what we'll do is just just turn everything off and let it heat up for <laughs> Put an it entire on vacation day. mode. Exactly. Like I even like that. even like the refrigerators on like forty degrees. It's yeah. not that cold. It's room temperature <laughs> food. Turn the heater on by accident. Oops, my bad. It's all yeah, you. Purposely break it. <laughs> Shut that shit off. All right. So we're here not only to um, to talk, but we're also here to talk about. Uh, Spoiler review. So if if you're listening to this first before you listen to uh, Distance Nerding's part of it, we're first. Don't forget to listen to the second. And if you're listening to the second, don't forget to listen to the first, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that was very, like, endgame-ish right there. Yeah. Figure out <laughs> how to talk 
about our shows. So that like, means yours is Infinity War. Right. And we're about to fuck shit up right now. In Endgame, yeah. yeah like and you're then about Endgame's to, gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. There's a little time variance happening right we're gonna, there. We're gonna deal with like some, some time shit and. Right, you know. right. So, we'll link it. How about we'll say that? We'll link it. We'll make yeah, exactly, it easy. Exactly. Yeah. So, oh, we'll definitely link it. Um, so we're here to spoil the shit out of Black Widow. Now, I saw this Thursday night on IMAX. Where did, when, when and where did you guys see it? Uh, so I saw it Thursday night as well, uh, in, uh, the, I don't remember what it's called, RPX. Right, so it's the wraparound screen. So they have like all the extra like stuff that they filmed on the side, and you can. It actually feels like you're in the scene. Okay, it's actually kind of cool. So you know, like uh, the the car chase scene at the beginning. Right, right. Uh, that like when when you see like the front of the screen and and you're driving and there's like everything in the front. On the sides of the of the theater, you have like the side windows, and you can see the cars as the they're buildings. driving up and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. Or like um like you can like uh, the plane, you can actually see like the plane. Like on the side as he's driving up to it, and before it even comes in frame. Oh, cool! It's pretty cool. Nice. Is that IMAX? No, so it's because um, there's uh, 4DX and there's RPX, uh, which are just different uh, viewing formats. Okay. I didn't realize I bought the RPX. I I, th- I thought I just got like a regular theater. Yeah. Because the IMAX wasn't available at the time. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well, I want to see it in IMAX, but they don't have it. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to pick the first time that I have. Right. Didn't realize it was RPX. So I was like, that's my first time doing RPX. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty cool. Now, how many people were in the theater? Uh, it was probably a good 20 people in the theater. 20? That's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. How I, about you? I bought a 40X by accident once too. Nice. But a 40X, not a, not a yeah, RPX. Yeah. And so we're sitting in these chairs and I'm like, what the hell is this? And you know, you put on the glasses and all of a sudden, it was for Captain America oh, and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. Oh. So I That's was like, a good oh, one to pick. this should be a good, right? It wasn't. It wasn't. There's oh. controls on the side that say, like, I want you to mimic all their movement. And But the problem is, is, like, how do you mimic sitting down? How do you mimic doing a flying double kick in the air while you're just sitting down? It's impossible. So basically, your chair just fucking shakes the whole time. <laughs> so, like, 15 minutes into the movie, I'm like, this is fucking distracting because... Right. They would move the chair even when they were walking. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is fucking ridiculous. So it's I like, just, all right, simulated epilepsy and turning that yeah, off. Yeah, I'm turning the, I turned the whole thing off and all I did was just sit in like an uncomfortable lazy boy. Yeah. So it's I like paid a, extra a, for that. A so horrible massage. Yeah, my experience was not as good as yours. Mine yeah. sucked. I had to turn my experience off. That's yeah. how bad it was. Cause like, I, I've never done 40X, but I've heard things about it. Like the chair moves and then like if yeah. it snows in the movie, it's snowing in the theater and <laughs> you know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, it's, somebody's it's, dumping their icy on you. Yeah. This is like the know. video game version. 40X to me is like the video game version of Wii. Like, <laughs> I, I, you know, everybody's like, oh, you get to move around, do all this shit, but like, I don't want to move around when I'm playing video games. Yeah. I don't want to have to fucking like make sure that I'm in shape to play something when all I want to do is just veg out and play sit on the couch. Games. Yeah. Yeah. Like, exactly. Like I play a lot of Ghost of Tsushima on, on Legends. God, online. I want to play that so bad. And I, I couldn't even imagine if that game was on fucking Wii. Like that would suck. That would suck so bad. All the fucking sword moves you'd have to do. Yeah. I'd be tired as shit. No, no, nobody wants to play uh, Assassin's Creed with samurais on a Wii. Oh my god, that's just fucking crazy. Yeah, <laughs> like my arms would get tired. I'd spend most of the time just chilling out by like the. You'd actually fire. have to like climb buildings and stuff. Like I wonder if like with the Wii controls, you're just actually yeah, having to exactly. go like that. Like yeah, that, that would, would suck so bad. Right? Like, why would you want to play like that? So. I mean, I I bought a Wii, and mm-hmm. it was, like, good in the beginning until, like, I played, like, tennis for, like, two hours straight. 
and I woke up and my arm was fucking sore as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't figure out why. I'm like, what the hell did I do yesterday? Yeah. All I did was go to work and play on the Wii. I'm like, the fucking Wii. Yeah. We like you shouldn't be sore after you play a video game. It was like the new Nintendo thumb for a bit. It's like, why is my shoulder out of socket the next morning? It's not good. <laughs> like they didn't learn anything from the power glove at all. Yeah, I the mean, power glove. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it's old school, right there. Yeah. All right. So, Black Widow spoilers. Um, what did you guys think? Just give me your quick summary of your initial reactions. What'd you think? So, oh, I, you didn't even say where you saw it. Oh, yeah. Oh, there you go. I saw it um, on my couch last night with no pants on, so I had a, a fun little <laughs> Did experience. Did you download the wrong Black Widow movie? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, technically, he didn't have to download the wrong Black yeah. Widow movie. Yeah, well, movie. that's true, too. But, no, he uh, he Disney premiered it. If you did it on YouPorn, you did it on, you got the wrong Black Widow version if your yeah. pants were down. Oops. <laughs> but it was an interesting plot line either way. Yeah, I know. But... No, I watched it at home. It was good. I thought I thought I liked it. I mean, I did want to go see it in the theaters, yeah, eat the popcorn, do it all. I just couldn't make it happen. But, yeah, yeah I wanted to check it out. So, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty cool. But, again, like, I had to consciously put my phone away, turn off lights, you know, like, not be distracted by my phone the entire time. Yeah. You know, even though it was like at 11 at night. Yeah, see, that's why you got to go see it in the theater because it's exactly. bad etiquette and yeah. you know, you're an asshole if you pull your phone out in the like, theater. Th- that happens to me all the fucking time. I'm right? like, I want to really watch. Like, I'll even pick my phone up for fucking Loki and I'll be like, what am I doing? Yeah, right? You know? Yeah. My wife did that. She started looking at her phone. I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. Just like knocking that out of her hand. Like, because you know you can rewind it. Right. So, like, there's one time I was playing a fucking game on my phone while I'm watching the brand new episode of Loki. <laughs> I didn't realize it until I had to rewind it like 10 minutes back because uh-huh. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Yeah. Just had to get all those Disney so, like, emoji I'm blitz, so you know? glad that I watched this in the theater and then because I don't have that control. Yeah. Even when it's on the charger, I'm thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. But that, I don't do it at the theater. That's totally true. Yeah. I literally like put it on the kitchen table like away from me because I, I just wanted to watch the movie. I wanted to enjoy it. You know, this is like the first... MCU movie in like two years, right? Yeah. So I wanted to like sit there and enjoy it and see what it was about. Spider Man, I think, was the last one, right? Yeah. yeah. Far from home. Yeah. 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 Um, so yeah, going back on on that. So initial reactions. Um, it was a lot better than I was expecting it to be. I went in with uh, with fairly low expectations. Really? Uh, just thinking like, okay, well, it's it's a, it's going to be a Marvel movie. It's going to be good, but I don't know kind of how the storytelling is going to be i i know what characters they're using i don't know how they're going to use them right. um there was some things that were predictable in the movie for me like i kind of knew it was going to happen but i had already told myself i'm not going to be upset if this happens okay. right but yeah it, it turned out to be a way better story than i was expecting it to be right uh it was a i mean i i knew it was going to be entertaining but like oh man the fight scenes were yeah top notch i've okay. heard a few people say that were like hey i was Pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I, you didn't go in with any kind of expectations. They're like, no, we were kind of done with Black Widow. Like, we know right. she died. Spoiler alert, alert mm-hmm. for It's not Endgame. a spoiler if it's like three years after. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. The biggest movie fucking ever. And exactly. Yeah. It's your problem. So, so it's just like, yeah, I, I don't know if I wanted this prequel, if you can call it a prequel. No, it's not really a prequel. No. So, it's just like a poorly timed release sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to but, Winter Soldier. Like, I went into it, and, Civil War, and I kind of the same thing. Like, I didn't have a lot of expectations, uh-huh. but I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay. Like, yeah. there was more uh, heart 
than yeah. in this movie than in most MCU yeah. films. It was, a, it was a lot more. It was a lot more well self-contained than I thought it would have been. Okay, mm-hmm. like you thought there would be too much Avenger shit in there. I thought that would have messed up somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so I think I think I have a name for what you guys have, and me and BJ have this too with Pixar. We 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 call it the Toy Story Four or mm-hmm. the Finding Dory. And you are so freaking used to Pixar being so good, and you're so used to the MCU being good, um, you know, minus because Sony has a hand in the, you know, in their movies, which you can kind of see Sony's hand on it. But um, you expect it to be brilliant, and you're disappointed when it's just good. Like, that's how bad. Yeah. The bar is so so much higher. Right, Mm -hmm. exactly. And, like... When you see something, when they redefine themselves in a different movie, you're, you're surprised when all you're saying is like, you just went from like a B to a B plus or an A to an A plus. Like you're still in that range. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And like for us, Toy Story 4, in our review, we basically said, you know what? If the, if Toy Story 3 never happened, this would be a great film. Yeah. This, you know, this would be a great film, but Toy Story 3 was perfect. It was. It was the perfect ending. I know why they did a four. We all know why they did a four, but it was it wasn't Toy Story three. No, but it's still a good movie. Yeah, but your bar is set so fucking high. Like in Finding Dory, I thought I was going to be emotionally gutted. Like I thought I was going to cry. It's no it's no lie that I have admitted many times that I cry at Pixar movies. Right, right. Like the first fifteen minutes of Up. Exactly. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. So that I expected that's that. the bar for them because yeah. that movie. There's nobody. If you have emotions in any way, if yeah. you didn't cry during the beginning of Up, yeah. you're not human. No, that that I had. This was before like <laughs> I was reading up on shit, and I went into that movie just knowing it was a Pixar movie. Yeah, nothing mm-hmm. about it. I walked in, and I I think my mom had died like within the year or something like that. Okay, and I go in, and you know, it's I assume she dies from some like cancer or something, right? And I am bawling out in the theater, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is a fucking Pixar movie. This is a right. cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. killing me. So, like, that happened to me, too, at the end of Toy Story 3 because it was so fucking good. The little hands, the little toy hands holding? Oh, uh, yeah. Like, just him handing them off to the next child. I was like, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. That is so good, right? But Toy Story 3 never hits those, like, high notes. Mm-hmm. It's a good movie. Like, I love the Spork, the new one in there, the whatever his name is, Forky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I love him. But, like, it's not Toy Story 3. Right. So, like, I think that that happens a lot with the MCU. Your bar is set so goddamn high. If you just get a good movie, you're like, well, it was okay. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, you think about Thor, Thor the Dark World or, like, um, right. uh, Ant-Man, Ant-Man and the too. Wasp, yeah. you know, things like that. Like, right. those are movies where people are like, well, you know, they were okay. Standalone, those movies by themselves are good movies. Right? right, but the thing is, is that comparing them to everything else in the MCU, right, they're like, exactly. oh, well, they're not that good. They yeah, seem more exactly. like plot devices like, to push things forward. It's yeah. like we all know the DCEU would kill for Thor: Dark World consistency. Oh yeah, right. you right. know, yeah. Like, Aquaman wasn't even that good, but because like the other movies was such shit, I ended up enjoying Aquaman so much. Right, but because your your like bar was so, so low. Yeah, it's the yeah. exact opposite. Yeah. yeah, you know, I get something that's not an exact piece of shit from the DCEU. I'm like, oh, good job, guys. Yeah. You know, I had that cut. same exact like um, situation with Wonder Woman eighty four. Oh, I did not like that at all. I loved Wonder Woman, except for the last twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, I loved I loved Wonder Woman. It was like such a good movie, especially for DC. Like, yeah, yeah. This okay, DC, you found your stride. Go right. 
you know, Aquaman, like, okay, that was fun, but, like, you found Wonder Woman's stride, go. Yeah. And then 84 came out, and I'm like, what is this crap? Yeah. My my, my bars were so, like, they astronomically turned, They different. turned Wonder Woman into, like, mush. Yeah, exactly. And I just, hated that. It was a lot of experimentation. They were just experimenting with... They they were really... The way I, the way I see it, especially, like, now, like, you know, months later, um, Ragnarok went full Jack Kirby. Right. Right. And the whole thing is like, you know, they started realizing that you can lean into the comics and people will go see it. Right. Wonder Woman 84 was very much leaning into the comics, but not explaining anything and not doing right. it in a way that was that was done particularly well. Right. For comic nerds like me. Yeah. I, I followed everything that was happening. But for the average person right. that doesn't know the comics, that don't know anything about any of those characters or don't know anything about like um like uh just anything in that, none of it makes sense. Right. You know, so it's like for me, I can fill in those gaps because like, I know how it happens in the comics. Right. But that's why that's why the MCU movies are so good. Right. Because they've taken their time, they do good storytelling. Right. They hire the right actor, not the popular actor. Right. You know, and they 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 take an original story and completely work around with what they have, and then they give it to you, and they're like, "Here." And then because you know, you know how Civil War started in the comic books and how it ended, it you know in the comic books. Because we kept saying like before that movie, I'm like I don't know how they're fucking going to do this. They don't have half the roster. I was like, there's no Spider-Man, there's no Punisher, right. you don't have... Like, what, are you going to introduce Spider-Man and then he's just going to pull his fucking mask off five minutes later? Yeah. Because you know, like, that happens in Civil War. Right. Not to mention that they kill an entire elementary school. Yeah. It was, I'm like, there's it was, no way Disney's going to allow that shit. <laughs> right. Like, and, and the whole thing is Speedball is the one that, that causes everything. Well, right. you guys haven't introduced Speedball as a character at all. Or the fact that superheroes are so abundant that you can make a reality show out of it. Exactly. Because they just really started six years ago in this universe, right? Yeah. So then they take Civil War and they work it. Oh, they, yeah. they It's still about two factions of superheroes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and like they, the Sokovia Accords were such a great way to do it. Right. To tie it into the Avengers. Right. Because, you know, like, of course, like, you know, the whole thing is in Civil War in the comics for, you know, people who haven't read it. Um, Superhero Registration Act. The Superhero Registration Act. And right. Tony is all about that. And it's like, we need to protect people. And uh, technically it was Bucky, but, you know, as we, we all thought it was Steve. Right. And Steve was just basically like, well, you know, you're, you're, you're putting people at risk by doing this. You know, like you're putting us and all of our families at risk. Uh, right, which right. again, later on, you, they reveal that it, was, it wasn't Steve the entire time. It was Bucky Barnes right. uh, posing as Steve Rogers. But I mean, still, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it, but they serve it up in a way that works with how their stories are working. Mm-hmm. DC doesn't do that. They don't give you shit. Right. They don't give you anything. And then what's worse is like, I've seen this, I've seen all the director cuts, uh, that they've mm-hmm. allowed to release. So I've seen the director cuts of Batman v Superman. It's not good. It's, it doesn't really do anything to the story. The story is still fucking stupid. Yeah. It still wasn't technically a director's cut though. I know, but still, mm-hmm. it, it, what, but, I mean, we shit on Zack Snyder a lot on our show, but um, I mean, he did. He even with Batman v Superman, he still doesn't have the worst movie in the DCEU. That goes to David Ayer. That movie's a piece of shit. Yeah, and even then, David Ayer, uh, they they took that movie away from him and gave it to a trailer house, and the trailer house cut that movie. Yeah, you know. So I mean, like the the issue that I've always said with DC is not really the directors or the storytelling the issue is Warner Brothers continuously putting their hands in everything they don't have the Kevin Feige yeah 
They tried to do it with John, uh, Jeff, Jeff Johns. Yeah. Yeah. But it didn't work but out. But again, the, 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 the issue is that the studio heads want to, like, they think that they need to find ways to make the most money. Right. And they keep putting their hands in everything. Like, yep. Look, if you really like this show and it tickles your nerd spot, please review the show on iTunes and Facebook. It'll help getting the show sponsors and allow the show to keep putting out daily and weekly content. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Warner Brothers had the decision of, oh, we're going to put Joss Whedon in here because we don't like what Zack Snyder's doing. Yeah, because and everybody again, loved the Avengers, so right. let's put Joss Whedon in And, and Joss Whedon tell, is a different storyteller from yeah. from what DC needs, right? Yeah. Uh, if they would have let Jeff Johns do his thing, I mean, Jeff Johns has some of the best comic book runs in DC. Right, you but know? he's still thinking as a comic book person. Yeah, but I mean, like, the whole thing is they, they, they need – Warner Brothers – Needs to take their hands out of the yeah, cookie jar yeah. and let the creatives create. They need a guy who's a big fucking nerd who just oh, yeah. happens to work at Warner Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Like, they just need that person to yeah. just happen to work there and be like, oh, you're a big fucking nerd? Yeah. What would you do with this character? They need a Favreau. They need a... Yeah. Uh, they, they need, need somebody a who loves, They need a Filoni. You they, know? they need some, two things. They need somebody who loves loves the, the comic books mm-hmm. and knows how to groom talent. Yeah. And see it because like Marvel takes directors that you really aren't that huge on other than like I think at that time and still is Kenneth Branagh was the most A-list director they could get yeah. or they did get for them because don't forget the Russo brothers are not the Russo brothers yeah. when they were hired. Yeah. They were working on Arrested Development. Yeah. You know, and, and they what's got crazy is like a lot of the directors from Marvel were like comedy directors yeah. that directed action and did a great job. Yeah, when they when they got when they got the Winter Soldiers, like I don't know what they're looking at. Like mm-hmm. I don't know what they see in this guy, these guys. But like you know, I love Arrested Development, but I don't see the connection right to not knowing that they're big fucking nerds themselves. Right, right. right. So, but they're great storytellers, and that's right. what I look for now. When Marvel announces a director, I'm like, oh shit, I'm going to go back and watch their resume so I can see like what to expect from their yeah. movies. I mean, like, look, Taika Waititi is huge right now, right. right? First chance Taika Waititi had to do anything major was Ragnarok and he proved it and now he's like killing it in Star Wars and everything he's doing is, is amazing and every, he's like the hot director right now. Right. But it's like he was a nobody before he did yeah. Ragnarok. He was a, he was, he was more cult than, you know, yeah. than anybody else, than the Russo brothers. Yeah. Nobody yeah. who the fuck those guys were. Yeah. You know, so like and really. Comedic. Their, their biggest, their biggest director up to that point, I think was. Joss was, Whedon. No, no, no. Was, um, Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. Oh, Kenneth Branagh. Nerds knew who Joss Whedon was. Yeah. yeah. But the public didn't. Like, so he wasn't that kind of popular. Even, Kenneth Branagh was. Even, uh, John Favreau, right? He did. Iron Man one, but he yeah. wasn't. He was, no, an actor he was a cult. That, he was a cult favorite, exactly. Because yeah. he did right. like, uh, oh, what the fuck is that? He movie? did Elf. Vince well, yeah, but he also did that one movie with Vince Vaughn. He uh, did a couple movies with uh, the, the Vince original Vaughn. one, the first one. Fuck, I can't think of the name. BJ would know it. Um, but anyway, so um, your money, he, baby. What's it? What's, what's that movie? Your money, baby, and you don't even know it. Yeah, that's the movie. Something like Made Guys, or I don't know. I'm fucking way off. I always do this. I know. I. I, I I remember like half a line, and that's about it. But yeah. it's it goes to the same thing. It's just yeah. like Marvel not, for whatever there were, reason. There were cult, Favreau was a cult director. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You swingers, know? yes, swingers, swingers. Right, that was Favreau, right? Mm-hmm. And he yeah. wrote that too, right? Yeah. 
but he's a big Star Wars guy. Oh yeah, but, but I mean, that, he's smart killing Star Wars yeah, right but here's now. Here's how smart great. Favreau is, right? He brings in Dave Filoni. Oh yeah, right. He doesn't bring in some other A-list fucking director. He brings in Dave Filoni. Why? Because yeah. Filoni knows how to tell fucking stories. And other than George Lucas, he is basically Star Wars. Yeah, completely. Like, nobody. And for the longest time, Ian BJ kept saying, "Why the fuck isn't he doing creative? Why isn't he the creative director?" Yeah. Because, like, I know Kathleen Kennedy gets a lot of shit for the stuff online, for the stuff that she's done. But she's a producer. Yeah. She was put in basically an impossible situation mm-hmm. because that's out of her wheelhouse. You didn't yeah. say that she was going to be the producer for all the Star Wars movies that were greenlit by somebody else. Then she would find, you know, the cast, the director, and all that stuff, right? Right. right. It's already given to her. Then she learns the roles. Dives in and then whatever. Now, now she's calling the shots. So for the longest time, like you got a lot of people telling her what to fucking do because she has no, she's not the same person. Right. Like you got to lose confidence going into a new job. Like, oh, maybe they're right. Maybe I should, but like her producing, she wouldn't second guess herself. Yeah. She would know that this was right. Right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah but do you, I mean, exactly what you were saying, like she got shit on a lot. She got a lot of flack for like yeah, the, the direction she was taking. But right. A lot of the fans don't understand how that shit works. Right. They only see the byproduct of it. They don't know. Like, yeah. like I said, we, we shit on Zack Snyder a lot, but when we saw his director's cut on HBO Max, I fucking loved it. Oh yeah. yeah. And I, I'm still figuring out if it's because his movies were shut shit up until that point and it's just okay. You know, and I'm just blowing it out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. well, like, Again, the bar. Well, the big thing was with the Snyder Cut was more like Warner Brothers took their hands out of it, right? It was just, yeah. you know, he said, I have this vision. This is what I want to do. It's a four-hour movie. And they were just like, well, you know what? Fuck whatever. it. Just do whatever you're well, going to th- do, right? The other thing, the other big thing, reason why they let him do what he wanted to do, uh, and we've mentioned this on our show a couple times, yeah. is because he did not take any money to do that. Well, there's multiple reasons. Yeah. That's one reason, of course, financially. Yeah. But at the same time, it was the pandemic, and all production had shut down. Right. So the only way they could do this was just shoot a couple extra scenes. Yeah. So which is, you know, they could mandate that kind of res- like risk to shoot during the middle of the pandemic, mm-hmm. right? To get this out, it's not shooting a whole four-hour movie. It's shooting like ten minutes of footage, yeah. if even that, because they said they already had the footage, right? And HBO Max needed some Contact, kind of whale because they just know? came out. They just needed something huge, something groundbreaking. Right. Uh, why not redo so Justice it was, League? It was such a great idea that it was Justice League Snyder Cut and not like Batman v Superman Snyder Cut. Right. Yeah. Because this movie was actually good. Yeah. Like everything that I hated about everything that he did in the DCEU. Like I hated Man of Steel. Mm-hmm. I hate not because he killed, just because the story doesn't make any fucking sense. Um, I hated Batman v Superman. And I obviously hated the Joss Whedon Justice League because that's what that movie is. Because it's not even fucking close to Snyder's. It's not even close. It's amazing how different they are. Yeah, everything that we read up until that point, they're like, oh, maybe 40% is different. I'm like, wow, that means 60% of this is still shitty Zack Snyder. Yeah. And then I watched the movie. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. Holy shit. And one of the big things on there, too, was, you know, he he talks about he, he listened to fans. You know, he listened to what people said they didn't like about Man of Steel. Right. He listened to what people said that they didn't like about BBS and said, okay, I'm going to take that to heart. But and he also listen to the right people. Right. But his whole thing was like, listen, like, I see all this backlash online and everybody hates this and this is what they're saying they don't like about it. 
I'm going to fix these things in this movie. Right. Right. And he definitely fixed those things I mean, in that movie. Yeah. I mean, there's still some Zack Snyder-esque things like the whole slow motion every other five seconds. <laughs> yeah, I can exactly. even deal with that because, because I actually enjoyed the slow motion the second time around because mm-hmm. when he slow moted, like there was a lot of emotion. Like to me, he has filmed the best murdering of Thomas and Martha Wayne. Yeah. Like his intro to Batman v Superman is fucking amazing. Yeah. And that's the best thing about that movie, in my opinion. That's a great opening shot. He did it better than anybody else. He did it way better than Nolan's version, in my opinion. Yeah, and it actually a, reminded me of Watchmen a lot, though. It did, it yeah. did. But he doesn't yeah. tell a single word in that intro. There's nobody speaks. All you hear are the footsteps, the gun going off, and the pearls dropping, right. Right. and screams. But there's nothing said. Yeah, at all. It's just all music. And how many times have we seen it or had it redone? Right, so it's, it's like, like we don't ben. need it anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like just okay, but, give yeah. us a couple Plus, visuals. They said we'll it was on. like Superman sequel. Get the fuck out of here. That was yeah, a Batman exactly. movie. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Wait, we I, didn't back to Black Widow. Yeah, right? I know. We've we've gone off on some tangents well, here. It's it's hard enough when it's just two nerds. So w- you saw it in theaters as well. IMAX. Esquire. What was your first impression? <sighs> I liked it. Um I actually had high expectations going in because, oh, okay. but I was also nervous. I was nervous, like going into Black Panther. Like mm-hmm. I was like, "Please let this be good." Because yeah. if, if Black Panther's not good, everybody's fucked. Like yeah. we're never going to see any. We're not going to see Luke Cage. Right. We would never see Shang Chi. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's bullshit, but it's the truth. Yeah. And it, like, like I'm really excited for Shang Chi, but I'm twice as nervous because it's about a Chinese guy. Right. Not a black dude from Africa, like that's a king, right? Right. Like I'm so nervous about this movie, um, but I'm really excited. So for Black Widow, I was like, "Took you fucking long enough." Yeah, I know, right? And when I walked out of it, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, "Wow, this was really good," mm-hmm. but fuck you for waiting this long. This yeah. should have come out. She deserved a movie. movie way sooner, right? The, but the other thing is like, and, and and again, this is just going off of what you just said, like. This movie makes me more excited for Shang-Chi. Oh, really? Yeah, because the thing is, is that I, I already kind of was excited for Shang-Chi partially because uh, you're taking a fairly obscure character mm-hmm. and giving him his own movie. Like Iron Man. Like Iron Man, but also like Black Panther. Like a lot of people, right. I knew Black Panther before the movie came out, before they announced any of that. Yeah, and yeah, I was like, too. when people would ask me about it, it's like, he's basically Black Batman. Yeah. But yeah. he's richer. Oh, he's way richer. Yeah. But I mean, um, he's got but his I own mean, country. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, like that's that's kind of like, and same thing with Moon Knight, right? What I'm telling people is like, basically, Moon Knight is the Marvel equivalent of Batman. Only right. the difference is he has a god inside of him. But I mean, right, right. You know, like there's all that. But Shang Chi, what made me even more excited for that was when they first announced it. They said Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Right. Right. And immediately was like, oh, are they going to rectify? The Mandarin, because it's all I wanted to, right? They did with the one shot, right? But it was just kind of like, are we finally going to see the Mandarin? And then now, you know, like you, I mean, the Mandarin himself in the comics is kind of a derivative character. He's a little bit of a racist character, but I mean, you know, the whole thing was I wanted to see them fix that character in a way where you honor the legacy of that character, but also make it to where it's not like, you know, like a derivative racist character. Yeah. Like, I mean, look at, look at Bucky Barnes. Yeah. Right. Like they took... Captain America's kid sidekick. Yeah. Right, which is fucking comical in itself. Oh, yeah. Just like Robin is, but... Um, and they made him a badass. Yeah, they made yeah. him fucking awesome. Yeah, well, I mean, like, 2000... What was it, 2008, 2009 when they did The Winter Soldier? Yeah. And, and, I mean... I mean, Bucky Barnes essentially got his own half TV show. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's how fucking good Marvel yeah. is. At well, I mean, the comic shit. book. The, uh, it was like 2008 or 2009 when they did the... the but I'm the talking like how Bunky, Bucky Barnes was introduced. He was a fucking yeah. kid. Oh, yeah. You know, and they went with a different way of telling it. They, yeah. they told the more, you know, updated, yeah. like they made maybe the adult. ultimate version. Maybe the ultimate. It was the ultimate, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like they made him yeah, cool. an adult, but yeah. they made him cool, yeah. I mean, like they made that character much more relatable. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's kind of like I, I highly enjoyed the way they did that. But same thing, like, you know... I, I'm I, I've been waiting for them to to rectify Shing uh, or um, the Mandarin. The Mandarin. Yeah, me too. Uh, and I mean, it's kind of sad we're not going to see the Mandarin go go up against Iron Man. Yeah, you yeah. know, uh, unless she goes up, unless he goes up against Ironheart, I might be okay with that because they're yeah. going to be doing Ironheart. Um, but I mean, like, or even against War Machine would be cool too. You yeah. know, but I mean, like, yeah, I was thinking that they're going to find a way to get War yeah. Machine or something in there. But I'm I'm more excited for Shang Chi because I was a little bit iffy about where Black Widow was going to be go and kind of how they were going to tell that story. Oh right, right. And the fact that they pulled that off and they did it so well, right? You know, it's like I'm more excited for Shang Chi because I don't think that they can go wrong with the way that they that they do their storytelling. Uh, I, I I can agree with that, but to a certain degree because I've seen it before happen with. Any Chinese thing, most recently, like Mulan. Oh yeah, no right. see, Mulan. Mulan upset me because I know the actual legend of Mulan, right? Right. Uh, Fa Mulan, and and I was ex- I was hoping it was going to be more akin to the actual legend. Yeah, yeah. And again, they it was it was still the Disney fied version. They kind of made her it, a little more of a badass, but she's was, still a Disney fied like helpless princess. It was the white Disney version. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. everybody behind the camera was white. Yeah. And yeah, they got a female director, but she's still white. Like yeah. I couldn't direct a black film. I'm not black. Mm-hmm. I would have no fucking clue how to like, and I would never attempt it. Right. And if I was pushed in that situation, I would make sure that like, you know, it's Spike Lee sitting next to me. Right. Somebody right. that somebody knows who what knows doing. the culture is advising right? it. Kind of right. like how John Favreau had Dave Filoni. Yeah, it makes right. sense, right? Yeah. Like just because you got to, you can't plug and play. Right. Like, it's not, they're not compatible. It's like Xbox and PlayStation. You can't fucking do it. Right. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. Um, so Mulan was like that. And, and, but Shang-Chi doesn't have as much. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got a Chinese director. There's some Asian writers, but they're still mixed in there with like, uh, white dudes. Yeah. Right. So that's why I'm nervous about it. Because if you look at Black Panther, Coogler. everybody's, yeah. everybody's black. Right. Behind the camera. And so like, that's yeah. why I always say like the Asians get shit on and like they're for they're the forgotten race because could you imagine if they did Black Panther and they hired a white guy? Yeah, even no. though Black Panther was created by two white guys. Yeah, right. Like that could be the argument, right? right? And they would be justified mm-hmm. because you love this character. Well, he started out from two white guys, so right. what the fuck are you all complaining yeah. about? I mean, right? same technically, Shang Chi is created by a exactly. white guy. So I mean, like you know, no, exactly. That's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. But could you imagine if they did that, the shit they would get if yeah. you hired, like, Ron Howard to fucking direct Black Panther? Oh, God. Right? So terrible. Ron Howard. Right? Because could you, you imagine You, you wouldn't the get the understanding. Right. But there was no backlash, really, for Mulan. Right. And Mulan's a real person. Yeah. What no backlash for the real person, but there would have been shit ton of backlash for the made-up person from two white guys. Yeah. What does Opie know about Africa, Right. 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 But ex- that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a double yeah. standard, right? right? Like, you would never pull that shit with Black Panther. Yeah. Right. I feel you on uh, Shang-Chi. Like, I'm I'm a little nervous, but I'm excited it's, it's happening. Like, yeah. that's that's good progress. Yeah. Like, good. It's it's hoping we're, we're moving in the right direction. I just yeah. hope it's not like what Ant-Man 2 
you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp is for the MCU because really it's just a vehicle well, you gotta for, look, the, you gotta, for a bigger story. Well, you got to look at – well, that's a sequel. you got to look at the origin movies and their, their history of origin movies, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they got Thor to work. Yeah. Somehow they yeah. got Thor to work. That was, yeah. it was a pretty decent storytelling. It's a pretty good origin story. The first just, one's not that bad. Yeah, it's just – but again, it's because you came off of Iron Man. Yeah. Right? And Captain America is still a pretty good fucking film. Yeah. Uh, it ranks up there with me. Um, I think Joe Johnson directed that one uh, from Jurassic Park 3. Uh, but uh, uh, Doctor Strange is another one. Yeah, see, yeah. For me, for, for, for... That's a solid film. For, for my background, uh, DC is the only... Or DC has the only characters that are like, you know, Latino-led. Because like, Marvel doesn't have very many, like, you know, like Hispanic major characters. We have a lot of side characters that, right, are, right, that right. are Hispanic. Uh, but there's no, like, major characters in, in Marvel. No. Okay, I, well, uh, Go, uh, Ghost Rider would probably be the only one. The, the, the newer version yeah. of Ghost Rider. The, the, uh, the MCU version. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, like, you know, like, DC already said they're going to be doing uh, Blue Beetle. Who is and they're and they're doing the Jaime Reyes version. I like Blue Beetle. Yeah, yeah. and they're yeah. doing the Jaime Reyes version. So like you know, yeah. like you could easily do Ted. Cord. But you know why they did that? Other than you know the person of color being there, mm-hmm. it's because they did that with uh, Ant Man, and it proved to be okay. Yeah, because they didn't start with Hank Pym. Yeah, yeah, no, they didn't. Like, and, and that's what could have we just mentioned on the show. Yeah, yeah, we mentioned that on the show is that they didn't do Hank Pym. Is that they they started with technically the third Ant Man? Um, right. Technically, Jaime Reyes is the third Blue Beetle. Right. But he's also very different from Ted Cord because Ted Cord is more like Iron Man. Yeah, exactly. Whereas Blue Beetle is more he's a like kid. He's, he's like Spider Man. But he's like he's like an alien. Like well, or his, his suit is an alien. Yeah, but he's still a normal kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's more like well, yeah. I, I think Miles Morales into the Spider Verse that has a lot to do with it too. Like it's an easy jump off point for the next generation. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. But so so yeah. I mean that, that that that's a good point. Is Miles Morales is probably the uh, only Marvel character that I can rally around as as far as a major character, right? Because the only other character we have has been introduced was introduced in Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and that's uh, Joaquin Torres, uh, and he's the second Falcon. Right, right, right. right, right. And they kind of already started hinting that he's going to be the Falcon, but right. I mean he's not a major character. No. Right, it's not like it's it's not like how Sam Sam started off as a minor character, but Sam is Iron uh, Iron Man is Captain America. There, there's not enough history. Yet. Wait, yeah. give give Michael Pena his props for his comedic talents. Michael in Pena is not a leading man though, and but he's a character on, hey, made up great. for the movie. So that's what I'm saying is I'm yeah. I'm talking about leading. I'm just saying superheroes. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing it out there. But uh, shout out to Michael Pena. I, I've I've been arguing that you can race bend some characters too. Uh, I think I think. Dick Grayson could easily be Asian. Oh well, yeah. Dick Grayson is just a circus performer, right? Well, because I think Dick Grayson in the comics looks Asian half the time. If you <laughs> if you look at him, right? Like yeah, especially yeah. when he's Nightwing. Like Nightwing looks Asian. I, I don't care what anybody yeah. says. That's straight rip from anime. Yeah, but I mean, like the whole thing is with him. It's not hard to say that he was adopted by a circus family and well, that he, Dick Grayson is, is an like, Asian kid. Here's the thing. You can change anybody whose race has nothing to do with their character. Exactly. Like, you can't take another Luke Cage. Right. He's a black dude from Brooklyn. You right. can't fucking change well, that. Well, it's the same yeah. thing. You can't make... A different Black Panther. You can't make Bruce Wayne a different race. Because part of his thing is his privilege. Right. Right. And the history right. of that privilege. Right. It's right, the right. same thing where everybody got mad about Iron Fist and saying that. that Iron Fist, oh, you should have made him Asian. No. The whole thing about Iron Fist is this the same thing as Batman is it he does not become that character if he doesn't have the rich white privilege that he had growing up. Okay, well here's I'm gonna disagree on half of that. Mm-hmm. 
for Iron Fist, the idea was, it's a really good one, uh, a friend of mine came up with it, and I'm probably butchering the shit out of it, but um, he said that they could have made Iron Fist Asian, mm-hmm. but make it to where, because because of the way people think about Asians, like the mi- model minority, him being rich would not be so out of the question, is basically what I'm saying. Right. And, but he's a fish out of water, so his right. parents come from overseas, but he's like born in America. Like he's basically like me, right? right. And I I don't belong in either world, right? Basically, like I look Asian, but I speak like I'm quote unquote white, mm-hmm. and I don't know how to speak my own language. Gotcha. Right. So you take that story because that's basically what Danny Rand is, right? His, right. His core character is that he was kind of a fish out of water over there, right? And you can still do that, and now it speaks to like a completely different mindset because not only. You know, um, like I got emotional watching Black Panther, and I'm not black, obviously, right? But because it was so beautiful, yeah, like, I was so. And same thing when I watched Coco, right? Oh yeah, right. Now Coco, I relate to. Yeah, see, but I remember when they went into the the the, the world of the dead, and I was like, holy shit, this is gorgeous. This is right, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So like when I was so excited for Mulan and it shit the bed, I knew why. Yeah, right. So Danny Rand could have been altered to where he's still him being white doesn't mean. He like the privilege can still be there, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, being an Asian character because he could be a you know a kid from a that has a lawyer and a doctor in their family. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they could have done that. Yeah. Um, but you know, even saying that, if the show was any good, I wouldn't care. Season two was okay. Yeah, but season, season one, one was, was such shit. shit, man. Like it was like you season one was like shit and corn. Yeah. And then, like season two, was shit without the corn. Yeah, I'm not. I, I agree with you because that's the whole thing is that they they a did a better show. job of the storytelling in season two, but at the same time, just there's so many misses on everything yeah. they did. And I think really what saved season two was really the daughters of the dragon more than anything. Right. Yeah. But I mean, um, and knowing they were one, building to the defenders. Yeah, yeah. But season uh, season one was such trash, man. Yeah. So you know, like. You know, if you're, but if also you're gonna, because, um, what was his name? Shane Black, the guy who, who, the showrunner for that? Uh, Jeff Job or Job. No, not, not him. Um, Jeff Loeb is who you're thinking of. Yeah, Jeff Loeb. Not Jeff Loeb, um, the actual showrunner because he's the same dude that did, um, what was that one? It was the other Marvel show that nobody likes to, uh, admit. Defenders? No. No, Eternals? It, no, not, not, e- same line, but not, not Eternals. The, um. Inhumans. Inhumans. Oh, right. Okay. Um, he was the same dude who was a showrunner for Inhumans was the same dude who ran Iron Fist. Wow, that's terrible. Um, yeah, and, that's and a bad resume. Right the now. guy who, uh, I'm trying to remember his name. It's not Shane Black. It's something black, but he's known for bringing shows in under budget. Oh. And that's the whole thing is that that's why they gave him those shows is because he could bring them in under budget, yeah. but he butchered the characters. Yeah. Like the minute he cut off Medusa's hair, I couldn't watch it. <laughs> right. right? And in humans, I was like, nope, I can't watch this. <laughs> I was like, you, you, you're, you, and then they killed Karnak. I'm like, no, this is garbage. Yeah, because that's less special effects. Right. Exactly. You know, because the most expe- uh, expensive special effects were going to be Medusa's hair. And the right? dog. And the, and the dog, right? right. Um, Iron Fist, it's like, you know, they didn't give him any time to train. You know, like, if, if, That's if the martial thing, arts would have been... But the story was terrible. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, oh, well, what I heard, from what I heard, they cut out different plot points. And that's why there's so many holes 
in it is because they cut so much out but didn't fix it. The, here's how bad the show is because every mm-hmm. time you say there's a reason for it, I can give you another reason for why it sucks. Oh yeah. Like, oh, I'm not. I'm not. I'm, trust me, I'm not trying to defend. Oh no, no, it. I know, I know. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how bad it is. That yeah. there's just an endless list of yeah, shit yeah. to 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 name. Right. But we is that an hour and forty seven? No, forty seven. Oh my god. All right, we need to talk about Black Widow. Yeah. We need to talk about. We Black can nerd Widow. out all day, but let's get back to Black Widow here. Yeah. So if you if you stayed with us that long, um, <laughs> so those are our three initial takes on Black Widow. Let's uh, let's break it down a little bit. Did you love the opening? Oh, so I, I didn't get it at first. Oh, okay. Because at first, I, I kind of knew that that was Natasha. The blue-haired. The blue-haired girl. Yeah. I kind of figured that that was Natasha. Right. Um, it actually took me a second to realize that that was um, Melina. Oh, okay. That, um, the actress. Rachel, Rachel Weiss. Rachel Weiss. Uh, it took me a second to realize that that was Rachel Weiss. Um, cause I was like, she looks familiar. Oh, wait, that's Rachel Weiss. They had to de-age her too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I mean, like, you know, a lot of it kind of didn't make sense until they got to the scene where they started talking about they were getting ready to leave. Right. And I was like, oh, the Russian spies. I get it. Yeah. Okay. I get what's going on here. Right. right. Um, that felt very, uh, what was that one show? Americans or something? The like Americans. That? Yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't know. Huh. Uh, <laughs> but like, mics are still on. We're still recording. Yeah, we're still recording. Uh, so, so yeah, th- that whole thing happened. I don't know, man. Uh, that whole thing happened and, uh, it started making more and more sense. Cause right, I, right. at for a second, I was like, am I in the right movie? No, wait a minute. It did have the Marvel title at the beginning. Right, so right. this is the right movie. Yeah. Uh, and, and I mean, in, it, and it took off. It, it did really well. Um, the minute that he picks up that thing, I was like, oh, he's already Red Guardian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? So, like, cause I, I knew that was David Harbour, right? So I was right. like, the minute he picks up the thing in front of the plane, yeah. right? Like, and you see his super strength, I was like, he's already Red Guardian. Okay, this is gonna start getting really good then. Here's how stoned I was. When he lifted that thing up, I was like, oh my god, did he have like a fake trailer there? Like, was it made out of- No, like- I thought that at first too. Oh, so you were sober though, right? <laughs> yeah, I was sober. <laughs> That's completely different. Yeah, and then I realized that he had the super strength though, cause, yeah, cause like, they yeah. made the sound, it made like the, the, the metal sound when it hit. Right, right. And I was right. like, oh, that, that thing was actually heavy. I yeah. thought it was like an inflatable or something. Yeah, exactly. Just a little, little switch. Yeah. It felt a little, uh, stranger things at first. Like the young kind I of, mean, um, because Hopper's in it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Suburb field, you know? Yeah, but it's 1994, I think, right? He said? 95. Yeah, 95. Yeah. yeah. So this happens like the same year as Captain Marvel, I think. Technically. Yeah, around the same time. Yeah, around yeah, the okay. same time. But yeah, I, I, I love the, the beginning of it. Like, like I was saying, it felt like the Americans, that, that spy thing. Yeah. Russian, Russians invading America, that yeah. sort of thing. So I kind of, yeah. I kind of felt it was going to be like a straight up espionage movie, and that's kind of like where, my expectations went from the I might I might be disappointed too. This might be a, another Winter Soldier, you know. Right, right. Because that's how like the Winter Soldier changed. Like it, like the Dark Knight transcended comic yeah. books and became a, a cop thriller, right? right a crime right. thriller, which is fucking fantastic, right? Right. It just ha- it's an unbelievable crime thriller. It just happens to have Batman in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And the Winter Soldier is one of my favorite movies still to this day. Yeah. And it's it's literally a you know, Tom Clancy movie that just happens to have Captain America in it. Right. Yeah. And that's what we said on our show was like, if they can take a spy movie and transcend Black Widow into a spy movie or like a, um, cause it's kind of almost like, uh, the born identity. Yeah. Right. Like she's trying to figure out shit or trying to go back to, uh, the red room. Right. Right. So Black Widow became like a 
you know, a Jason Bourne movie, which is a good thing because yeah. the yeah. first movie is fantastic. Totally. Yeah. Um, and, but, and it definitely was because, I mean, like, you know, you go back to Buda, Budapest. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> you go back to Budapest and, uh, and just kind of. They they don't really explain the whole thing between you her. Still and don't Hawkeye. know what happened in Budapest, right? Well, you know what I want to know, but they they do give you a little bit more inching on like what happened. Like she yeah, talks about bit. the arrows and like yeah, they have those right, arrow right, things right, on right. there. But then uh, we now know what happened in Budapest. Yeah. We just don't know like the events of it, right? right? But we know that the whole thing was she was killing the dude, right? Right in Budapest, and that that was her first mission that she had to take in order to defect, defect. from the Red Room right. over to the uh, to, to the U.S. So here's how here's how deep my correlation to the Born Identity goes. Yeah, the thing I hated the most about the Born Identity wasn't that Matt Damon was cast in it, like most people, which I don't <laughs> understand why he's a fantastic actor. He is. I hated how close close the action was. Like when they were hand to hand fighting, and there was some a lot of there's a lot of moves, but you don't see it all because they're so fucking close to you, right? Yeah, I can accept that when you do a fight scene based on how you want the audience to react, right? Mm-hmm. So, like for a great example of what to do and what not to do. What not to do is the Born Identity. What to do is the Dark is Batman Begins. The first oh, yeah. time you see Batman, all the fights when he drops down in the middle is so fucking close up, so clicked together. You're supposed to be viewing it like what's his Falcone is viewing it, right? Right. Like it's just a fucking jumbled mess. You can't believe what you're seeing. What did I just see? Yeah. Where are you? Right here. Right. Like you're just supposed to. It's all. No, I'm talking about the very end, though. You know, the, oh, end, yeah, the yeah. end of the fight when everything's just close up. Right. And you can't see shit. Right. Like that's a good way to do it because you're meant as an audience to picture what it's like to be in that scenario, and you have no idea what's going on, but you just know this guy just beat the shit out of everybody. Right. Right. There's no reason for it in The Born Identity. There's no reason for it in Revenge of the Sith, right? And right. there's no reason for it in The Black Widow. And, and, and it's worse in Black Widow, and here's why. Every time Black Widow has a fight scene, it tops the last fight scene. She's the only person that has a consistent upward tick of fight scenes, mm-hmm. right? Like, sometimes you'll see something cool what Captain America did, and then you won't see it for, like, another movie Three two, movies, yeah. Right? Yeah. Every time you saw Black Widow, she did something that topped the last movie. Yeah. She doesn't move like that in here, but I can barely see it because it's so close up. Gotcha. And I've, and that's why it's so bad because we have so many movies to reference that said, could you imagine if the first time you saw Black Widow do that like twirl with the guy's, uh, head between her legs? Yeah. Right? yeah. And you didn't see the whole thing. You didn't know what the fuck was going on. Right. Right. Cause they do that kind of a move in this movie and yeah. you can barely see it. Yeah. So like that's my problem. That's my biggest gripe. Yeah. With this movie. Um, so me, it's more about how it was shot. Like those. Yes. That, okay. I mean, gotcha. we're also talking about a nitpick too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's still a good film, but I can imagine how much better the film would have been had they backed the camera out like two feet. Yeah. Right. She um. Natasha doesn't get her ass kicked very often. No. When you when you look at anything, I mean, she took on aliens in in Infinity War and and like you know beat the shit out of him. Taskmaster had her number more than once. Yes. And well, even even Yelena did. Yeah. When they met in Budapest. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, and I love that about like you know because you have somebody who's technically on an equal playing field with Here, her. They did that with the first gun exchange. Yeah, and you just kind of see that they have the same training, but then they kind of like that whole fight scene and. Yeah, I mean, you don't really see her that vulnerable yeah. through the MCU 
And I thought that that was like a breath of fresh air because it, it, it humanizes her even more. The only way I can explain away how close she came to losing to Yelena is that she had just been blown up in a car. That's true. So, and they even referenced that with her back. Yeah, yeah. So that's, that's one way she could have, cause remember the first move that she gets on Black Widow is shoved into the wall. Right. Yeah. Right where all those fucking bruises were. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, exactly, and they showed it at the end. Right. Yeah, you can do that with a Marvel movie because yeah. the, the evidence is right there. You can't do that with a. With I a loved how, yeah. um, like ruthless that fight scene was. It was. It yeah. wasn't like um, yeah. I'm just gonna you know hand to hand fighting. I'm gonna smack you against cabinets. Yeah. I'm gonna throw everything I can get my hands she on. They at fight you. how real fights are. She had a exactly. knife at one point. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It was crazy. But you know what? I just want to rewind a second. When they got to Cuba, oh yeah, yeah, and um, uh, Natasha started talking in Russian. Right. I'm like, wait a second, pause. I want more of this story of this girl's background. You know, right? I right. understand we're going to get some kind of Black Widow total background. The but accents, like, I want to know what's going on with this little girl. <laughs> the accents threw me off, man, because it was just kind of like in in the 1994, 95 scene. Right. They all have perfect English accents. Right, because they're trained that way. Exactly. Right. But then later on in the movie, they're all speaking English and they have heavy Russian accents. Right, because like they don't have to work at it, right? I, so, I guess like, that's so. how Natasha yeah. the way they explained it away was that Natasha just doesn't want anything to remember that she's Russian. So she's right. not to mention that Scarlett Johansson's accent wasn't very good. Right. Right? Like she only does it once in the movie and it was when she was But uh, in small doses it's yeah. fine. Like she, when she's talking to her sister, that makes sense because it's like you, you go back to being at home, right? Yeah. That makes total sense. And then, you know, and that's how they explained away, uh, what's her face's terrible accent? Uh, oh, uh, Wanda. Wanda Vision, yeah, right? Yeah. Or Wanda, sorry. That's how they explained hers away because Natasha trained her to pull the accent away. Right. That's a good storytelling way of saying, like, your accent was fucking terrible. Yeah. But yeah. when she did it again in Wanda Vision, it was awesome. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Because, because it was just little bits and pieces. Right. And it because it was just her forgetting any of that and, and just becoming her core self right right and a little pullback into the reality yeah because she was like going off in her own reality right right being you know sitcom mom america yeah yeah. right right all right so we're gonna move on to the next part of this so go on over to distance nerding and uh and check out part two of uh of this special black widow uh series yeah